Welcome back, Father to Father. My name is Luke Thomas. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Jeremiah Allison. And uh, yeah, it's a podcast about two young fathers sharing our journey of uh, learning to be fathers and learning more about God as father and how they relate. Yeah. What's up, man? It's good to see you. And today is our favorite kind of episode where we get to have on a special guest. So yes. joining us today is Britt Tucker. He is yeah. an amazing man. Most people listening to this podcast have probably been influenced by him in some way. He is the uh, pastor and leader of our church, but more importantly, he's a loving husband and a great yeah. father Amen. with a couple uh, with a couple great kids, if I do say so myself, Sikkim Bears. There you go. I'd like to hear that. So, uh, and you recently, um, you recently had the whole Tucker group back together for the holidays, right? We did, yeah. So, thanks for having me, guys. Great to be with you. Yeah. And uh, had so my son is twenty two, and my daughter's nineteen. So mm -hmm. he's out of college and working, and my daughter's a sophomore at Baylor. And so, where's he working? He's up at uh, L three Harris. In, okay. In Dallas, so. Cool. Yeah. And is he uh is he living on his own or is he, he is. It, wow the deal. He's, wow. Uh, he's, he's a grown living, man. Living the dream. <laughs> What's that shift been like for him? For him? Yeah. You know, he's really thrived and I mean he's done a really good job of okay. uh both doing well at work and honestly just prioritizing what's what's most important and just making this transition out. Super proud of him. It's it's been awesome. That's a hard that's a hard transition. It is mm -hmm. the real world. It yeah. is. Does he kind of thrive in his own space? Like having he, the place to yeah, yeah. yeah. He he uh yeah, he he get that renewing energy time. So Enneagram fans out there, it's uh he's a five. So okay. A little alone time's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's good. For everybody yeah. though. Alone time's good for everybody. There you go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It actually makes me think, Brett, I remember this. Um like right after we started coming to to Antioch Central, we we were at the Shoop's wedding, and we I think we it might have been the first time we met you, um, outside of a church setting, and I remember you said because it was you know it was a few months after we graduated, and you were like, hey, you know, one of our ministries is to help you know the transition for young college kids coming into the real world, and just to let you know it's going to be okay. You're still following God even though it looks different, and that that was really encouraging for us wow, so. that's awesome yeah so true sure. too, right it is. Zeal, zeal looks different in every season but it doesn't mean you have less zeal it's just, mm. yeah it's activated differently yeah it's sweet i mean you've gotten to help a lot of college students make that transition into real adulthood yeah. now you're getting firsthand experience with your own it's it's pretty awesome yeah. and audrey is in her second year she is cool yeah. loving it she's doing great you know, they're both unique, and I mean, as you, as your kids get older, you're gonna discover that more and more. Just, it's so cool to see how God uniquely shapes them and how they grow into uh, both their calling, but their personality. You know, just the yeah. way they're made. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's just the joy of a dad, I think, is to see that come to fruition, and then see them launch and mm -hmm. and do well. You know, so super proud of both of them. That's cool. Where did uh, where did Audrey end up landing with her major? She's uh, corporate communications. Gotcha. Minor in sociology. Awesome. People, people, people. Yeah. <laughs> probably has a does. million friends already. Yeah, she does people well. She probably has no shortage of thoughts to share. And oh man, <laughs> I'd bring her on. She is one wise young woman. That's it, amazing. It's pretty awesome. 
We call her our sage. In the family. Must take after her mother, then. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, yeah, we, we kind of have a pretty standard format that we like to go through with each episode. And uh, the first question that we want to ask you is just what are you learning about your kids currently? I mean, we just talked a little bit about it, but just maybe some more deep things. And I'm just so curious as somebody, I mean, we have we have little kids, right? I have talk a, about diapers. Yeah, we learn. We're learning the most basic things about our kids, you know, a bit. Yeah. and um, just to see the different perspective and what that's like where you are, you know, 20 plus years down the road. Would love to hear what you're learning about your children. Absolutely. Well, uh, so when they were born, before they were born, we really prayed into each child. You know, it was like, okay, God, what are you saying for their lives? And, and what, what can we be praying into? And so for Daniel is, you know, his namesake in the scripture is in the book of Daniel. So we, my wife, Janelle, some of y'all may know her, she uh, made a list of, characteristics in the bible Daniel. of the biblical daniel and that we started <laughs> absolutely right wow and just started praying it into yeah. him and you know we're like lord you know make him not bow to the pressures of society or this yeah. or that, you know and it's like well when god answers those prayers in two-year-old format that's not as much fun <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like you need to do this no you know the strong-willed <laughs> child it's like make him Strong for you. Well, strong-willed child is yeah. the, the thing to to work through. But, you know, to see how, I mean, all his life, like for my son Daniel, all, all those things really have come into being and mm. who he is. Mm. And then to see him, like we were just talking to him last night. And, you know, he's off trying to establish, okay, where am I going to plug into church? Where can I serve? How can I be involved? And, and uh you know, just thinking through living his life on purpose and mission, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. And so I think one thing for him, I'm just learning that, you know, he's he's a grown man. Mm. And he's a man of integrity, which I knew, but it's just so cool to see it come about. Yeah. And, um, so, so proud of him. And with Audrey, she's, one thing I've learned about her, she is... She is a masterful writer. Huh. She just she'll journal and like sometimes we'll call her and we're like, How are you doing? She's like, Well, let me just read what's some what I wrote. That's probably the best way to explain it. We're like, sure. <laughs> she reads it and I'm like, uh, can you snapshot that? Yeah, you're right. Then it's gonna be I, My daughter I need to that? meditate on that yeah. a few few days and so it's just really cool just to see and so her the word we had for her when she was born was um compassionate healer. And she really has become that in her friend circles and really the way God uses her to love and bless others. So, man, it's awesome. So I guess I'm learning that my kids yeah, are becoming more and more who they are in God. And they're able to make those choices on their own and run it. So I get to champion them as their dad. That's awesome. That's so sweet. Yeah, what you're saying about praying into... Daniel and his namesake I think that resonates with me a lot for sure and I, I know it'll resonate with Luke too because both of us I mean my son's name is Josiah and we named him after King Josiah named him I mean it's a cool sounding name I guess but that was the purpose of it is you know you we want you to walk in the character of, of that historical real person right and same with with Luke's son yeah. so 
just um that's a great word and i'm going to start doing that and you know because that's those those principles of josiah's life of like he was a reformer and he didn't bow and he was like he whenever they found the word he repented he was a man of the word yeah you know just being able to pray those things into him is really that's great what was cool was when he graduated high school went off to college we were able to put together a book of you know different encouragements from different people had invested in his life growing up and we got to put on that list that we prayed all his life into it it was just it was awesome wow amen well it's cool to see too how the things you prayed from day one you got to see come to fruition which is like amazing (laughs) absolutely right i have a question kind of the, the first thing you said is you know you're talking about your kids how you know they're like a grown man and a grown woman you know, and I guess this kind of leads into the next the next question. Like, what? Maybe it's a long a longer discussion, but what what is that experience like as a dad, going from, you know, I mean the whole journey. It's you know, baby, toddler, kid, teen to adult. But I guess that specifically that journey into adulthood. What is that like as a dad? It's it's remarkable. Um, I think. So son and daughter, it's it's just different, yeah. you know. For my son, like I had read, I had read the book "Raising a Modern Day Knight," you know, and so they talk about in that book, like at the key moments, sort of rite of passage for your sons so at puberty, then again, you know, at entering kind of young adult manhood, and then graduating college, like entering. So the change in puberty, and then calling out his manhood when he finishes high school Mm. he's going out on his own and then you know marking when they get married and you know just kind of at each one of those junctures spending time and saying hey this is happening yeah and let's let's you know acknowledge it let's celebrate it and let's prepare you and pray into it and so um but as a dad you're watching and by the way my wife did that with audrey so she wouldn't just left out there to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as a dad with a daughter, you're, you know, you're watching it. You feel a little bit more protective, uh, and, and kind of creating the space mm. for her to run. Mm. Uh, with a son, sometimes we feel the pressure, like, I gotta make him a man. I gotta, you know, come on, boy, we gotta mm. get this going. And, and there's also this, I don't know, maybe you guys can relate that a sense, you know, at first, I think you want to make them a little me. Mm. Yeah. And, like, I love doing this as a kid, so we got to do this together. Uh, but they may or may not have that personality. <laughs> you know, they're actually different than you. And, and or I'm correcting my own mistakes, trying to, in your life. And, like, you can't do that. You got to you gotta just provide that environment where they can grow and discover. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to discipline, obviously. But as a dad, watching them grow. It's, you know, we had to make a choice. How much do you shelter? And then how much do you train? Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is in the sheltering piece, it's like, okay, the world, they're not ready for the world to a big degree, right? Mm. As a dad, I want to protect. But at the same time, in a very short amount of years for you guys, it's actually not long. Yeah. <laughs> and they will be on their own. Mm. And so, how are you going to prepare them for that? How are you going to train them? So it's not don't watch that movie. It's 
let's talk about that movie. Mm. What what's in it? You know, why would would that please God? You know, why would that? so? Do you think it's a good idea to watch this movie? Like, um, back in iTunes days, you know, Daniel would come up and he'd be like, "Hey, can I download this song?" <laughs> and we're like, "Well, have you read the lyrics?" My wife did this. Yeah, and he's like, "No, no. Well, what do the lyrics say?" So we pull up the lyrics <laughs> on the internet. And she's like, you still want to download this song? <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's probably hard enough to have mom read through them in front of him. Well, and it was great. And then when he really got his mad tech skills, he would download the songs, put them in GarageBand, edit them, and then play a clean version himself before they ever edit it. But, uh, That's so funny. Um, yeah, I think as a dad, as they're getting older, it's it's a matter of where do you pull off the control pedal I guess, mm-hmm. and really let them you know begin to think through their decisions and think through it help them guide them but but you got to let them and that's the hard part honestly is you got to let them live with the consequences of their choices and you want to intervene but um, thankfully in our kids a lot of times they Make great choices, so yeah, we're not perfect. Do. Don't don't yeah, don't hear that. But um, I'm just really, I think we, by God's grace, did a great job of training along the way. Amen. So that when even in their college, like they're calling and processing stuff with us. Like, amen. I heard um, one ministry they said, you know, you want to you want to have your child's ear, mm. so that when you speak, they really do want to hear it. And so I think that's fostering relationship. It's validating who they are and come alongside them, champion them. Amen. What's something that if you're something that you would be comfortable sharing about that um, Daniel has reached out to you, like in this stage of life, in adult life, to kind of ask you something similar of like, what do you think about this? Or um, not what, what should I do? But just, you know, what's kind of an adult example of that? That's a great question. I, well, one thing we're doing right now, I, I think he's facing some long-term decisions, you know, yeah. um, both in like how he approaches his career and how he just, even in relationships and finding church and, yeah, you know, he's, he's in new environments. And so it's like, I, it's fun cause I'm, he's approaching me and like, what do you think? And how do I navigate this? And, so one of the things we're doing to just process some key decisions in his life is, hey, well, what are your values? Let's let's come back to what you know and who you are and who's God called you to be. And then that's going to help you make decisions. So it's kind of fun because all these years of college ministry and then uh, young adult ministry and then pastoring, it's like I'm getting to develop my son. You know, we're doing some of the same activities I've done with other students other people all these mm. years so, but it's him and that's that's really cool that's cool that sounds like you uh, you do a great job of empowering him too to to make the decisions based on who god's made him to be instead of just telling him what to do yeah i think janelle really helped set that culture in our house it's just that what's your identity you know our identity in christ matters most mm. so um the kids weren't allowed to blast each other you know call each other any any time you or you said it against yourself like i'm an idiot or you said you're an idiot <laughs> you know it's like 
break that curse in Jesus' name. You know, we're, that's not who you are. You know, it's, or I failed that test. I'm stupid. It's like, no, you failed a test. Break that curse. Yeah, we just have him break that curse in Jesus' name right in the moment. And it's powerful. And um, we did so that. Now. We did poorly. I heard you share that. <laughs> Is that right? right? One Sunday, yeah. Yeah. So that's powerful. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you could probably share from from the journey of fatherhood what you've learned about knowing God as a father, but and so you can talk about that. I mean, what just fatherhood in general has taught you about learning about God as a father, or even more recently, you know, with with your kids. So we'd love to hear some about that. God as father. Yeah. Well, that is my life journey, and uh, mm. as you guys know, maybe some of my testimony from the yeah. sharing in church. It's you know, my dad died when I was four. And so, um, that in essence is the journey of this little child's heart, you know, 50 years old. Sometimes I feel like I got a four year old boy locked up inside who needs mm. comfort, you know, and needs, needs the Lord's care and, and tenderness. And so thankfully at every, you know, God came in a really powerful way when I was in high school, actually. And did some incredible, by the power of his Holy Spirit, just um, changed my life. Like, I probably didn't cry for a bulk of my childhood. Uh, as a matter of fact, my testimony was like, my dad died. But I, after a while, I figured, well, time to move on. I just got over it. And I'm here I am today. And I just stubborn and, and really hard on the inside. Yeah. And, uh, Honestly, it's probably just self-defense and, yeah. and protection, but, but God broke through and, um, just in that moment by the, just overwhelmed by the spirit of God, I was grieving. I was crying about my dad's death. I was actually finally to get it out. You know? mm. And, um, God met me. And in that moment, I was like, I know you're my dad. Like, I know you're my father and I haven't ever been alone. And now I know you're here. And I tell you what, that was awesome. Wow. And that, and then learning from God as father, and talking to him, and suddenly it's like, you know, oh, okay, Lord, what do I do here? And so it's kind of, there's been places of feeling inadequate, you know, being a dad without a dad. Um, the fatherless, when they father, it's, you can feel like, oh, how am I going to do this? Yeah. But God's just been so gracious in it. And um, so through that, um, in receiving love from him, I know how to love my kids. Amen. And that's really key. Um, and receiving acceptance from him, I know how to love my kids. And that's just been my testimony. The um, the interesting thing is when they went empty nest. So you're saying, how's that work out now? <laughs> well, um, I was on sabbatical last fall. And part of it was I got to meet with a counselor I've been in a relationship with for a few years. And I was talking about just some you're feeling a little grief and I'm just kind of sharing. I start crying right in the session. I'm oh, thinking, wow. Oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Never cry in front of a counselor. You're going to have to go there. <laughs> and, uh, but it was awesome. Cause he was like, you know, every time you hit a transition, if there's a place of grief in your life, you know, it's, it often will surface because of the uncertainty of a transition, mm -hmm. your, your natural, um, barriers that you would use to keep things down aren't there and so it just leaks Exposes a little them. easier easier you know and so in that process it was 
just grieving not having a dad like personally i i when i was saying that four-year-old child it it was almost like getting in touch with that again and be like oh mercy jesus like i'm sad you know i I, yeah i this ache you know it, it can come about as like feeling lonely or indecisive needing needing that arm to come around and say hey you got this you can do it you know Mm. and and just grieving that that loss that it wasn't there and then it took me on a journey of like walking through the different seasons of my life and as i grieved it like lord i wish you had been there i wish i would have had a dad here is actually Mm. what it was yeah but then as i would write about it i'd realize oh wait a second god provided in that space either directly or with other men in my life or my best friend who i've had since junior high Hmm. that you know just like all these male friendships relationships like we are not alone and so much tries to make us feel alone as guys and dads but if we'll tap into god and into relationships there's actually a lot of depth to be had and a lot of strength Mm, and yeah. carrying each other, you know. So yeah. I love what y'all are doing. I love this, yeah, you know, wow. podcast and encouraging dads and just saying, "Hey, we need help. <laughs> let's let's go for it." Yeah. Well, we we love to sit and learn from you know, from dads like you, you know, who who've been through it. And while we're in the in the very beginning stages, makes me think too, as you just share your story and just you know, I can't even imagine that, but just the depth that you've experienced probably in your dependency on God as a father, you know, and that's something we may never experience. And it also, I mean, it also too, as a father, it gives me like a good charge of like, man, that's a very, such an important role, you know, so important. Yeah. It's sweet that God as a father is like the, the beacon that we all have. So if you come from a great father son relationship and you have that as an example, amen. If you come from a poor father son relationship, or if you come from um, growing up without your father, we all have that same beacon That's to, right. to look to him yeah. as the yeah. father. And so it's like everybody has unique challenges and things for him and against him when it comes to be learning how to be a dad. But as followers of Jesus, what a what a gift it is that we all have that same hope and that same example and that same thing to set our eyes on. Because yeah. uh, even if you come from a great, father-son relationship it's easy that to start that can be a challenge because you make that the example of what fatherhood is right instead of only being dependent on who god is as a father so yeah it's good stuff that's exactly right if you were to if you were to look back um yeah maybe all the way back to when you guys first had daniel and you were to tell yourself something you know as you kind of are not at the finish line but you know the kids are 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 grown and experiencing adult life. But if you were to look back on you, you maybe you and Janelle, then what was one thing that maybe you would tell you would tell yourself? You know, uh, I think probably what I would want to most hear in that moment is probably what I would say, and that's you got this, mm-hmm. you got this, like yeah, you you can do this, you know. And I think. Um, Nobody knows your children like you do. Like God's, for whatever reason, God made you the expert on them because he gave them to you. And so you and obviously uh, 
with your wife and you know as you're praying through you know god willing like what do we do here yeah it's you just they're your child so you got this and i think the other thing i'd tell myself is relaxed (laughs) (laughs) you know we get so nice we want them so perfect yeah yeah uh by month three right reading and writing and praying yeah you know and boy he's just not not reading the gospel of john yet well he's, he <laughs> can't even walk let's at least let him walk first aim it up his eyes <laughs> yeah that's right so and you know i think for dads too and maybe just parents in general the idealized expectation of what you're going to be what they're going to be how your house is going to be how all this is supposed to play out so we have a narrative in our head and the sooner we dump that in the trash, mm. I think the better. Now, I don't mean don't have goals mm. or don't be intentional to point your kids to the Lord. Yeah. Even raise them like be intentional in training, be fair and disciplined, be consistent and all that stuff. But but maybe you just need to go a little easy on yourself mm. and say, hey, we're just going to take this day by day and we're just going to trust God in the end. And, um, you know, when Daniel was a baby, actually, I had back surgery. He was about six seven months old or so Hmm. and i had to have the surgery but one of the interesting things the doctor said at the time was like your back whether you do this surgery eventually whether you do or not which it ended up being more necessary when i was first considering it it's like your back's probably going to adjust and recover about the same in 10 years either way Hmm. but if you need the immediate if we need to address the immediate situation we can you know, and I, I think it, parenting's kind of like that. Like, people fight so much about parenting style and choices. And yeah. We're going to be this type of family. Oh, we, we can't hang out with them. They're that kind of person, you know. And and at the end of the day, it's like, do your kids know you love them? Yeah. Do in the home or is it is there joy? Amen. And and do we do we create a structure that does allow for a family culture of honor and growth together? And, so I think I'd tell myself to relax, particularly with a son, because, you know, it was that I mentioned it earlier, this sense of like, let's let's play baseball together. Or let's, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do all this and just let their personality come out and yeah. enjoy what comes. Amen. It's, it's way, it's a lot of fun. We were at a wedding last weekend. And do you know the Weibles, Danny and Melissa? Yes. Yeah. I was talking with Danny. And because uh, they have a bunch of kids and all their kids have kids. So just asking him about different parenting styles. And he compared it a lot to like church and the gospel. And so, you know, sometimes we can get so nitpicky about these kind of side things about church, like how we do worship or um, just little things, you know. And he's like, parenting's a lot like that. I mean, there's the core tenets of does the child know they're loved? Do they know mom and dad love each other? Do they like... Are they receiving the love of God? You know, like those things. And after that, once it comes to, do they ever see a screen? Do they see a screen every day? Do they go to sleep at the same time every day at different times? Do they eat only these kind of foods? You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, they're going to turn out all right either way. Yeah. Relax. Relax. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. And and I would, another just encouragement, it's like, apologize. Mm. You know? Because we, we feel like we have to be perfect, but where are we perfect anywhere else in life? So when you mess up as a dad, acknowledge it in front of the family. Hey, dad did this. 
sorry, please forgive me. Mm. You know, look them in the eye because you expect that from them to you. So give it back, you know, lead in it, actually model it so they even know what it looks like, you know. Wow. I think that's good for all leadership. Yeah. You know? mm. All right. On a sports corner. Here we go. I don't know if you hit <laughs> So, you know, Jeremiah and I usually, uh, it's usually Houston sports related because we're both uh, very big Houston sports fans. Mm-hmm. And we have a big game today. Big game today. Big game. Big game. Yeah. We, but we wanted to, to honor you with a, a special a special question just for you. So, obviously, long-time New York Yankees fan. Indeed. We would love to hear what your favorite moment, your favorite Yankees moment is. Wow. Loaded question. That is so loaded. <laughs> and by favorite, you mean my top 25? <laughs> <laughs> so, which championship are we talking about? <laughs> um. Well, actually, I'll I'll do it uh, approach it maybe a little differently. My favorite Yankees experience. Yeah, okay. mm, that's uh, cool. One time we were traveling uh, en route overseas, but we had a couple of days layover in New York. And that was around Father's Day, and they have in Yankee Stadium they have uh, a baseball museum, like a Yankee museum in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I think they're just reopening this now. That's that's a one eight hundred. No, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, Janelle and the kids gave me. Um, they bought a pass for Daniel and I to go to what they had. Is it's called Hands On History, and basically it's a few hours before the game. You show up, you put white gloves on, and they've got four or five tables in the museum of artifacts. Wow! So and it's. We want you to touch it. Like gay so, balls and bats. Babe Ruth's like bat. Oh, my wow. gosh. And Mickey Mantle's glove wow. and Lou Gehrig's, like, their uniforms, their bats, helmets. Uh, it was awesome. You're putting on World Series rings. And so that was just really cool. So one of my favorite parts about that was just doing it with Daniel and mm. getting, uh, getting. I mean, they're heavy. The old bats, mm. they were swinging. They were swinging lumber for sure. Yeah. and. Uh, but yeah, that was really, really a great time. Who's a bigger Yankees fan, you or Daniel? Oh, definitely me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we are going to spring training together this this spring. Oh, really? But it's a bucket list item. We're going to go together. So, hey, maybe a new father son tradition. You know, every year. That's cool. Did he? Uh, did he ever have any like? Well, I guess y'all grew. He grew up in Austin more, huh? Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of Astros influence in his life or anything yeah try to keep him away yeah no, just <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair it, it might be worth just putting this out there the astros were my national league team okay and then oh, bud okay. switched them so yeah that's kind of on him yeah that's true and now that you live in houston you, you're welcome to hop on the astros bandwagon anytime yeah it's open hey well you know i support those guys uh, <laughs> I, I cheer for them when they're not playing my yankees yeah yeah it's good to have somebody in the World Series to go for, you know. And the Astros are usually there. So. <laughs> One way or another. Yeah. Maybe the Dodgers this year. Uh, yeah. No, we're not, we're not cheering on that. Yeah, no. no way. Number one. That's that's public enemy number one right now. Uh, that In game time, one of my favorite uh, Yankees moments was watching Mariano Rivera mm-hmm. strike out a Yasuo week when the Dodgers played the Yankees at Yankee Stadium mm. in 2013. Mm. It was awesome. Ten years, eleven years. Close out the game. See the greatest closer of all time close out a game. Yeah, not bad. Not was bad. that was that a uh, 
Was that a playoff game or that was just a, a regular season? Yeah. Day day game, you know, something about uh-huh. a day game. Yeah. The sun and no, it's not coverage, just open stadium. Yeah. There's nothing that, more baseball than a game at like two o'clock on a exactly. Tuesday. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Britt. Hey, guys. Such a delight to be with you. Honor. All right. All right. That's it. See you guys next time. Thank you, guys. Sweet.